everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Joey. And this week we're not talking about an album. I feel I feel like maybe that's how we started off last year's. <laughs> we're not talking about an album, we're talking about several albums. The albums. The seminal albums. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I mean, maybe. I guess I don't fully comprehend the definition of seminal. Anyways, I this don't. week. This week. This week. We're doing our, our top fives of 2021. And this year, we're both on the same page about it. Yeah, I'm doing it right this year. I'm actually doing albums that came out in 2021. Well, I wouldn't say you did it wrong last year. You just did it differently. I, I, I feel like there's probably more merit in how you did it last year, but it's not as fun for me, I don't think. Maybe. Maybe next year, I'll be the one that swaps it up and, and just does impactful things. But Do that it, requires man. a lot more thought. Because I can quickly determine what what came out in 2021 versus what I listened to in 2021 <laughs> for the first time. Because uh, time time doesn't mean anything anymore. No, it just keeps on slipping. But yeah, so so top fives. This is albums that came out this year that that we enjoyed the most. Obviously, this is a subjective list. Don't at me if your album didn't make make the cut or. If you think I'm I'm biased, because guess what I am. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the whole point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna get into it. Maybe maybe have a quick, quick episode, short episode. Last year's took us about an hour, so I'm not hopeful. But but we'll, let's let's get into it, Joey. Yeah, I'll what was start. Your, what was your number five? Okay, so number five is uh one that I feel like if it's not in your top five, it's at least gonna be in your honorable mentions. It's an it's a recent album. Um, okay. A recent album by someone we both like called Damon Albarn. Al- Albarn? Okay. okay. Um, the Nearer the Al- Fountain. Alburn. Alburn. <laughs> the Nearer the Fountain, the more pure the stream flows. And yeah, like I said, it came out pretty recently. And Everyday Robots was his album from 2014. That was the last, I guess, solo album that he put out. He's, I mean, for people that don't know, he's in Blur, the, the singer, vocalist guy, one of them. And he's also behind the the gorillas, who is there it's a band, a collective that both Jeremy and I like. But Everyday Robots like really hit home back when it came out. And this album, I listened to it for the first time right when it came out, and it didn't have the same effect on me. But then I kept listening to it, and the more I listened to it, the more it grew on me. The more I guess certain ambient parts of it not that the album is ambient but there's like a lot of yeah. atmosphere to the album for sure where whereas everyday robots was a lot more what i would have expected from him i guess mm-hmm. this there were a lot more atmospheric elements to it that i felt like really resonated where with me and yeah i don't know i just Hell yeah it grew on me it's 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 really cool and i like the rock i like the album cover because it's just yeah. it, it's a place that I want to be. I want to go and sit on top of that giant rock <laughs> at that beach-looking place fucking, and just fucking do it. Everyone oh listening, God. click the like and subscribe so that that we get enough ad revenue to go send Joey to that rock and let us sit yeah. on it. <laughs> it's just, but no, yeah, that that album it, it is good. Uh, it's not on my list or in my honorable mentions. Oh, uh, because simply because I did not give enough time to, to re-listen to it. Yeah. And that is the case with a lot of albums that came out this year. I had a huge list 
of albums that I wanted to re-listen to to give a fair shake for the contenders. But at the same time, like if I if I wasn't compelled to keep listening to them over and over again in, in the short time that it's been out, then that means that there were other albums that were taking its place. So I wasn't too worried about it. But yeah, that was it was a good it's a good album. Yeah, I definitely want to go back and listen to it more, and it will definitely grow on me. I think because that's just kind of the effect of. I think the gorillas and, and Damon Albarn, a lot of their music just like gets better with each listen. I agree. So, so maybe it's on me that I didn't give them enough time this year to, to listen to that. But, uh, that's just, that's how, that's how it fell. Maybe you can I, redeem I, it with your number five. Maybe I can. I don't, I don't think my number five is going to be anything shattering <laughs> for anybody. Uh, if, if you know me as a person or as an internet personality, I feel, oh. I feel like I can't say that because as an internet personality, I feel like it's not, not super well known. It's, it's probably known. Anyways, my number five pick is Haley Williams. <laughs> uh, she released her second solo album this year in February uh, called Flowers for Vases slash Descansos, which I think means rest or break. But uh, yeah, it, it's a prequel to her first album, which kind of puts it in a weird place i guess because it's i i think the reason she did it is because a first of all uh there there was there was no marketing or promotion of this album there was i think she tweeted the day before it came out like hey there's there's a new album coming out tomorrow (laughs) and then she dropped it the entire album was written and performed in full by her in her house during quarantine through like 2020 and stuff uh she did have some help like engineering it and, and producing it but for the most part, it's just Haley Williams, and there's I, I don't want to give too much away about the sound of it because we will be doing it at some point. I think whenever we do our our Paramore extent, because spoilers, guys, I really like Paramore and Haley Williams. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just tons of great tracks, tons of tons of bangers, as as the kids say, bops, the, the Dude, songs slap, full of bops. But yeah, it, it's it's moody, it's it's cool, it's. It's weird, but it's it's actually not as weird as, as the other one. But I guess that's kind of giving giving some shit away, maybe. But yeah, I, it, it it's a good album. It came out early. It kind of captured a lot of good feels, I think, at that time, and it's it stuck around all year for me. Well, nice. That's uh, pretty awesome. Here, I think I remember whenever that album came out, I had completely forgotten she had one. But I think we were playing Borderlands, and you were listening to it at one point. And oh, so that that was the it. that was the her previous album. Oh my god, has it been that long? No, she she released the Flowers for Vases, which is the one on my list, like nine months after she released her first solo album. Okay, so she's just been very prolific in in quarantine, I suppose. <laughs> well, good for her. And speaking of four, and I said fur because I have a fucking stupid accent, but Did good you? for her. I said I said good for her. Oh, instead well, I mean, of good for her, I didn't even but... notice it. So I guess that's that's on me as well for having yeah. the same I, stupid accent. I'm trying to teach a child to to talk, which <laughs> to enunciate. She, she already learned how to talk, and now I have to go behind her and be like, "No, for uh, uh, pronounce your G's at the end of words. You can't just yeah. say." But yeah, whatever. My my number four pick, um, you people out there, it's uh, Donda by Donda. Kanye Kanye West. Donda Donda Donda. Donda. <laughs> uh, first track aside that album once again which jeremy i think can attest to this because i'm pretty sure i told you upon my first listen i 
I wasn't super impressed by it. Yeah, I'm I thought it surprised that that it made your list. Yeah, I thought it sounded unfinished. Honestly, like I thought it sounded there were parts of it that sounded rough. Yeah, rough. Like like they didn't finish editing it or something. Mm-hmm. But then it was like the more I listened to it, the more it once again like with the Damon Albarn al- album, it the more I listened to it, the better it got. Until one night I was driving and just something about, so I, I fucking love Hurricane. That yeah. that song is great. But so Hurricane came on and I was driving and it was like, yeah, okay, cool. It's great. Then Praise God came on and it hit me in a different way than it normally did. And then I was like, okay, I'm really feeling this. And then fucking Jonah came on. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, shit, dude. All in. <laughs> Fuck. And then it kept going on, kept going on. And uh, of course, like, okay, okay, Junior, believe what I say, 24, remote control. Then fucking Moon drops. Yeah. And after here, like, and I mean, I liked Moon from the get-go. It's like a companion to Hurricane, but it's got the added benefit of, uh, of Kid Cudi's on that song. Hell yeah. And uh, I don't know, just something about it. Which, this is something that I feel like happens to a lot of albums that people hold dear to their heart. And it was just like, I just had one time of listening to it, no matter what I thought before it, no matter what I thought after it, just that one time of listening to it where it all just hit at the exact right time. And then I was like, well, shit, now this is like the new bar for this album. And every time I listen to it from now on, it's going to hit me in this way. So yeah. It's it's like a spiritual kind of experience, which I mean, I, I, I feel like maybe it's a bit cheesy or campy to say for Kanye West music because he uses a lot of like gospel influences and stuff. Yeah. So maybe calling it spiritual is a bit too on the nose, but it, it definitely has it just just a good feeling to it. I agree. It made my honorable mentions. It did not make my top five. Um, but it was it was on my mind as I was making this list because I, I gelled with it near instantly but i've not had a similar kind of like awakening to it maybe maybe i need to take it out for a drive because i've not done that yet it was great it was it was a good time fuck yeah my number four (laughs) my number four nice (laughs) is uh also one guys i'm gonna be honest my my top five list not gonna surprise anybody i don't think my number four is chevelle's new album neuratius which is an acronym that I found out when getting my notes together. Uh, it's actually an acronym because it's stylized in, in all caps, but the, the acronym is nothing is real. And this is a simulation. Oh my God. So, so that's a cool, cool layer to it. But yeah, it, it came out in March of this year. Another early one. Uh, it was their first album without their bassist Dean and uh, Pete. And I, I guess maybe this is attributing some of the album to, to the legacy of the album, I suppose. But, uh, Pete Leffler, the singer guitarist, main songwriter for the band, said that like people hadn't been feeling Chevelle for a while, and if this album didn't do well, they'd probably take a long hiatus just because they would be working on other things instead of Chevelle and kind of hang up. Um, but I'm pretty sure this album did well. I think it did well. I think possibly this is my new favorite Chevelle album replacing Sci-Fi Crimes, which is big praise because Sci-Fi Crimes I normally put and like my top 10 of all time for me. Uh, so 
I I'd love this. It's it's their first concept album. It's got a lot of like dark sci-fi and spacey vibes, and it just it's good all the way through. And then I I think they deserve any praise they get. I hope this this album is like the bounce back for them because this album is just perfect. I hope it is too. I haven't given it its due diligence. That's one of those albums that I feel like I would really like because I really liked Sci-Fi Crimes. Mm-hmm. And uh which shout out to our episode on sci-fi crimes go check <laughs> it out if uh if you haven't but yeah. yeah i mean just from everything that my my little bubble of people that i interact with has said yeah it seems like it it should be a comeback for them but then again that's like six people so yeah. <laughs> that's it's not enough to bring a band back but yeah that for, would be sure. that would be great if it was their their comeback album yeah, it, it's good. Go go check out that album if you guys are curious. It's 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 a good one. I mean, I guess all of these are going to be good ones because they're in our top fives. But maybe all of them are going to suck because you hate us. But maybe you know. that. Maybe you just have a super like specific opinion about the music we like, and it's not not a good thing. What's your what number if, three, Joey? My number three. Okay, so this one is one that I haven't really talked about, but uh, so it's and into the light by panopticon which i feel like to you jeremy i have mentioned panopticon it sounds familiar but i couldn't i couldn't nail it down but so it's he's kind of like a folksy bluegrassy mixed with black metal guy and he's from our area (laughs) yeah he's from our area and really yeah like he's from i mean louisville he's from louisville but yeah. uh, a long time, like back in 2012, he had an EP. I guess it was an EP or an album. I don't know. Called Kentucky. It was a black metal bluegrass album based off of uh, Kentucky coal miners and their just the generally shitty conditions and how abused they were by their overlords and their eventual unionization and everything. And I that thought it does, was great. That does sound like both black metal content and bluegrass <laughs> content so i can I, it totally makes sense to me that yeah. that's what that he would be singing about and it sounds weird like that combo can maybe it sounds weird but it totally works and then he he really hit it off in 2015 with autumn eternal which was an album that i hold in very high regard but and in and again into the light like it hits the same feelings that i had on autumn eternal with like this very ethereal like I don't know. I, I won't say spiritual because it's not, but it's like it, it's almost an out of body experience with the wow. atmosphere that's brought to me, which I, I don't know how you felt about none. It I think it's a step above none in certain ways where none is kind of like a bar that I hold for current day black metal. I feel like this with the added benefit of bluegrass, which I love bluegrass music in general, like outside yeah. of the black metal. So it's the joining of the two. I feel like he does it really well. It's super cool that he's a local and he's doing these big things and bring yeah, the genres I feel together. Like it'd be, I feel like it'd be very easy to make bluegrass black metal sound super cheesy and uninspired. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that that is not the case. And I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. Which I, 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 I will say... Talking about cheesy, he does so on Kentucky. There's parts of it 
where you can tell it's an early album for him and he hasn't quite found his footing yet, but I like the substance on it. Even on an album Roads to the North that he did in 2014, I feel like you can still kind of feel it. But yeah, if you check him out, I would recommend starting with either Autumn Eternal or definitely this 2021 album and again Into the Light. But yeah. Hell yeah. I'll probably check that out tonight. Hell yeah. I'm I'm very curious about that. (laughs) On to number three. My, My number three pick. I guess we were already on number three for you. But my number three pick. This is the first one that might not... Well, I'm not going to say it doesn't line up with what people know of me. But this was, this was a Dark Horse album for me. <clears throat> and that is uh, 12 Foot Ninja's Ooh. new album titled Vengeance. That came out just in October. Uh, I hadn't really listened to 12 Foot Ninja at all previously. But they released a couple singles earlier in the year. And the first one, I was like, okay, that's that's cool. That's interesting. And then the second one had um, Tatiana Schumacher from schumacher from uh ginger the singer for ginger on it and it was a, it was a banger and i'm like okay i'll, I'll definitely check out this <laughs> album it it came out and it just it it blew me away i was totally like impressed i was i was confused i was scared i was enraptured <laughs> there, there's a lot going on in that album it has a lot of variety and while a lot of times i feel like that variety can come off as kind of like cheap or as like uninspired or, or directionless. I feel like it, it's still a very cohesive piece of work. I don't think it's a concept album necessarily, but I think it just, every, every song catches me off guard just enough to like be like, Oh, that's interesting. Or like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Or I really liked the way that they, they took the thing, but total dark horse album was not expecting this to, to make it to my list. Certainly. But uh, here we are. It's a good album. And I'm kind of bummed the, the lead singer actually a few weeks ago had posted that he's leaving the band after their current round of touring or whatever. So hopefully they'll come somewhere near here. And I can I can see them while they have their original singer. But uh, I'm sure they'll find a good replacement. Yeah. Yeah, man. 12, 12 Foot Ninja, I feel like they were making waves like a couple of years ago. And I just never checked them out. But I guess now's the time to do it. Yeah, you should definitely check out Vengeance. I think it. the thing is, I was kind of hesitant. That's not true. I was not hesitant about Vengeance. There was another album that came up in my honorable mentions that remains in my honorable mentions just because I didn't want to like crowd a certain sound. And it definitely has some like modern metalcore kind of sounds to it, which to me... I'm very picky about because a lot of it sounds the fucking same uh, <laughs> nowadays, especially there there's a certain like sound that, that occurs um, in, in that kind of metalcore metalcore thing. And I think 12 foot Ninja while being kind of rooted in a similar place, they feel free to push themselves and, and to tweak that sound. And honestly, the way that they approach their songwriting and, and their music reminds me a lot of system of a down. So it has kind of like a quirky, fun spin while still like being good music, which is is fun. That is fun, man. System of a Down. That comparison right there is what's going to get me. uh, (laughs) I I feel like maybe that's that's setting them up for failure in your eyes because we we both very much love System of a Down. I won't hold them to that that standard at all, but that intrigues me. Yeah, it's it's a wild album. I think you'd like it. Speaking of wild albums, <laughs> number two, this one 
So I think this one is going to... I don't want to steal your thunder or anything, Jeremy. No, go for it. But steal I all of the thunder. You know what this album's going to be, but I think you're going to be surprised that it's number two. Maybe not. But it's Nurture by Porter Robinson. Yeah. But <laughs> I think this is an album that we both knew was going to show up on <laughs> at least, if not this list, it's going to show up in this episode today for both of us probably. Yeah. But uh, man... Uh, I don't know what else to say other than what's been said <laughs> in our episode on Porter Rob or by on our episode on nurture, but mm-hmm. there was just something so there there is something so great about that album. The rawness of it, the just the general feel of the entire album, that like the amount of pure emotion that he put into that album. And just yeah. from start to finish, it's honestly a one of the greatest experiences that I think I've had this year out of an No, not even out of an album, just in general. Getting and not only that, getting to listen to it and then discuss it yeah. as it was coming out was such a cool thing. Like it was just everything about it lined up so perfectly where it was like a year after our first Porter Robinson episode. Mm-hmm. So we were like listening to it as a, as a communal experience together. Cause I mean, even a few of our other friends were listening to it as well. And we were all yeah. like talking about it, but it, I don't know. It was just a super cool time experience. Yeah. yeah. It was a great experience and it's one that I will not soon forget. So thank you, Porter Robinson. I saw that you just got engaged recently yeah, best of congrats. luck. That's that's cool. So yeah, Porter Robinson didn't make my list. Uh, it is not my number two. So I guess by default that gives away its position on my list. <laughs> that's why I apologize before. <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. I mean, we both knew it was coming, right? So I, I guess quickly I'll, I'll add my thoughts on Porter Robinson's nurture, and then I just won't talk about my number one after, which is maybe confusing to some, but so be it. I I, I think you said a lot of it very well. I think my mind looks at it in such a way that it, that album, it, in addition to being such a fun, like communal experience and, and having similar and shared discussion with people in our friend group or whatever, the album, it like, it has this way of capturing modern anxieties and, and things that I think are crippling a lot of people in our generation. And instead of just like reflecting it, it kind of gives something comforting. That was a nice <laughs> myself. Uh, it it kind of like it quiets some, it calms some of that anxiety, I think, because it's like it's relatable, but at the same time, it's not just like f- self pitying because of it. It's kind of more on like the inspiring end where it, it kind of like makes me feel a bit more comfortable with who I am and how I feel. And the soundscapes of the album are just so fucking well made. And I, I, I could not have picked a better album for 2021 just because I think that album is literally flawless, which I know is an extreme thing to say, but But I agree. I I will agree with you. So I'm very curious about your number one, but my number two, uh, probably not your number one. I feel like you maybe haven't given this album a lot of time or I'll be surprised. And this is your number one Mastodon hushed and grim came out October 29th. And the one word that I could use to describe this album is epic. It's it's dark, it's spacey, it's grandiose, it's incredibly consistent. Track after track, it's it surprises me how there's no like 
lull in the album. Every piece fits perfectly in place, and it is easily my new favorite Mastodon album. It's just a fucking banger from start to finish. You were right about me not being able to give that enough time. I, I gave it enough time that I do recognize it. It's it's an honorable, honorable mention for me. Gotcha. But it's like like it would be number six or five and a half or something. But I just didn't give it enough time for it to fully sink in like yeah. some of the other albums had. Yeah, I think Mastodon probably resonated with me and gave me a similar experience. Well, I don't want to say similar necessarily, but I guess similar in in vague theme as the as Donda did for you, where it was kind of just like it hit the right time. It came to you. It, it, it had a big impact just as, as a piece yeah. of, of, of like an album. And it just, it works perfectly for me. Yeah. And I think part of that too, cause man, like, so we went to go see system of a down together in 2019 and yeah. essentially the whole way, it was like a four hour drive up to the place. Essentially the whole way we just listened to, the same Mastodon album because we didn't turn it <laughs> off. I just remember listening to uh, shit. I can't even think of the name of the album, but it was the one with like Mother Load and which uh, yeah, once more around the sun. Yeah, once more around the sun. But it's a good ass album. It is a good album. Uh, but that that was previously my favorite Mastodon album for the record. Now it is Hushed and Grim. Hushed and Grim's the new hotness. See, I was li- I listened to Hushed and Grim today and really really enjoyed it. But it was like, it came to a point where I was like, shit, this is the day that we're recording. Can (laughs) I possibly push something out of my top five? And at that point, you shouldn't. That's something that I I determined myself over the past week or so. It's just like, if you're having doubts about whether or not you should include it, you probably shouldn't include it. This This is the best of the best. These things are mostly just like things that are set in stone that you know you love kind of a thing. Yeah. And... In the point of things that I know I love, my number one is maybe underwhelming compared to Nurture for some, but it's Songs Known Together Alone by Pyle. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) it's it's kind of weird to pick as a number one, and I really struggled with putting it above Nurture. Right. Because Nurture is a brand new album by Porter Robinson. Like you said, I I also consider it flawless. Like it is just yeah. great from start to finish, and it's a deep experience to listen to it, especially the first time. Yeah, but so songs known together alone is kind of reworking of previously recorded pile songs, and I've just been listening to a shit ton of pile. Like that's. They're one of my, like, they're like the new hotness in my life. That's Yeah. But it's not gone away since I discovered them. <laughs> it's only grown more. But it's, it's so Rick McGuire from Pile, he kind of just did all these reworkings himself. And much in a similar way as you were describing, Haley Williams kind of did like a quarantine to herself, did it at her house type deal. Yeah. I don't think Rick quite did it in his all in his house, but it was all kind of reworkings that had been building as he plays these songs live over time. And then he was kind of inside, I guess a lot more recently, of course, and reworked them all into these pieces that he played by himself. And it just was full of this 
reverby intimateness that he played them all in. And while some of the song, like the re-recordings on there aren't necessarily my favorite versions, I don't like, like there's hair from uh, Green and Gray or yeah. other moons. They're, I prefer the originals to the ones that are on that album. Um, and Dogs from A Hair Shirt of Purpose, I prefer the original. But there are just some songs on there that have been, I mean, the whole album's been on repeat, but there are some songs on there that every t- every single time I listen to them, it's just like this crazy experience. Like Steve's Mouth, the, the version of Steve's Mouth that is on Songs Together Alone is just like insane. It's just like, it cuts so deep. Same with Mama's Lipstick and um, Touched by Comfort. And he does a new version of I Don't Want to Do This Anymore, which previously didn't. It was just an instrumental track on A Hair Shirt mm-hmm. of Purpose. But he added lyrics to it. And the lyrics are are great. The whole song's great. But just something about the first time I like was listening to that song and hadn't looked at the, I was just listening to the album all the way through, hadn't looked at the song titles or anything. Cause I mean, it was a covers, not a covers, but a reworking album. So I knew all the songs. Right. I looked down at that one and it's just like, I don't know, after a long time of having a hard time, just looking down and seeing the song that I'm resonating with being called, I don't want to do this anymore. Just something about like that experience. Yeah. The first time I was just like, fuck man that's you know, it's fucking big that's a big mood <laughs> and i was just like oh god and that I, just i love those kind of those moments yeah but yeah that this whole that whole album is just that and due to that reason maybe nurture was a greater contained experience and it still is an amazing listen each time but it's like songs known together alone has almost and really all of piles work but more specifically that this year has kind of ingrained itself into my life in such a way that I don't think it'll ever get out. Yeah, after hearing you talk about it, I don't, <laughs> I don't blame you for for putting Pilot number one. Not that I would have anyways, because I think Green and Gray was one of the best discoveries on the podcast for me so far. Because it, it was, I think, at least with Green and Gray, it was such, like, I don't know, it's it's good music for the time. Yeah, I I think with everything kind of being bleak and and kind of like isolating and 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 just everything that's happening, it it pile at least for that album does have this kind of dark echoey emptiness to it that I think it it nailed everything that I was feeling when I was feeling it. I think we talked about it on that episode. Go listen to that episode where we talk about Green and Gray. Um, but it just like it hit me in such a specific perfect way at the time when we did it on the podcast and I, I definitely want to check out more pile. Maybe I'll make that a goal for me this year is to check out the rest of piles music. Um, because yeah, it, it, everything that you said makes sense to me. And I, I love music for that kind of intimate connection that you described because it just like, I don't know. It feels kind of comforting. It feels nice to know that somebody else is able to is not only feeling what you're feeling, but able to put it into words or, or capture the feeling of it with sound just in, in such a specific way that, that 
pierces your heart like <laughs> like it sounds like that song did for you specifically but yeah i, I love that shit that, that's when music's at its best so i definitely understand you putting it as number one on yeah. list. that was well, fun I'm, I'm sorry i took your number one spot oh no kind of... not at all i mean we knew it was coming <laughs> yeah we, we knew that there was some overlap and that overlap was nurture because <laughs> it, it is such a monumental album Go listen to Nurture. Go listen to Nurture. Go listen to Pile. Go listen to all of the albums we've listed here today. I know I'm going to be listening to a lot that Joey recommended that I haven't already listened to. I'm going to so listen to all fun. your albums tomorrow. Well, not the Haley Williams album because we're going to eventually talk about it, but but I'll listen yeah. to all the other I mean, ones. You, you can maybe maybe give a little. Well, maybe I'll check it out. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I I think I definitely want to listen to to all of the albums you listed. Maybe dive a bit deeper. And I I know I've listened to one or two songs from that Pile album. And it was through the context of just listening to Green and Gray. Yeah. Which, like like you said, I think perhaps I'm in agreement that some of the original songs might be better than the reworkings. But so so maybe I'm not going to start with, with that album per se, but I'll work my way up to it just to kind of get familiar to it. Honorable Mentions time. Uh, these are albums that did not make the list, but almost made the list. Could have made the list, but didn't. For me, I'm just going to rattle through these quickly. Um, I got Spirit Box, Eternal Blue which is uh, a huge metalcore thing. And that's what that's, that's the album that I was kind of torn with putting on. It almost made it on the list, but I was like, eh, I, I can't really praise that sound specifically just because there's so much of it out there. However, yeah. Courtney LaPlante is the singer. She has a beautiful fucking voice. She does some screaming. She does some very beautiful melodic stuff. So, so that was, that was my number six, I guess. I'm not going to be ranking these necessarily, but if I did, that would be number six. Uh, other albums I'm going to fly through. Every Time I Die released a new album called Radical. Pretty good. Poppy released a new album called Flux. And that kind of shaped a period of my 2021 for me, I think, which is also pretty pretty cool. But it didn't it didn't have the strength, I think, to make the top five for me. Uh, Churches released an album, Screen Violence, solid all the way through. Buried Alive, The Mixed Grape. <laughs> he, he, I have to include Buried Alive. He fucking, he does a lot of acoustic stuff, but he does it in his way. So it's still like this weird, heavy, genty stuff on the mix grape, which is, is just wild. It's fun to listen to. It's like it's like potato chips for my ears, you know? Hell yeah. And then Kanye West Onda, but we already knew that. We've yeah. talked about that. Well, do, I guess... Do you have any uh, mentions? I do. So, like I said, number six would be Hushed and Grim by Mastodon. Yeah. If if I put a number six, these I only have three other ones that aren't, I guess, ranked. But, uh, mm-hmm. so... If This Isn't Nice, I Don't Know What It Is by Still Woozy. He released a full mm. album this year. And I don't, think I, I don't think I listened to that. It was, it it flew under my radar and I didn't listen to it for like a week or two until after, after it came out, I don't think. Maybe it was even longer. I don't know. But I remember I didn't, one day I just checked my Spotify and I was like, ah, I'll check up on Still Woozy, see what's happening. And there was just a whole like... 12 to 15 track album out like it had i can't <laughs> Those remember surprises yeah which to, he had never done before like i think the longest album that he had was like seven tracks or something whatever mm-hmm. the one that we did but uh yeah then also a re it's a reissue remix version of magic one tricks point never by one tricks point never he released the original Mag- magic one tricks point never in 2020 but this one is the blu-ray edition with some oh extra <laughs> extra remixes on the end. And there's just an A.G. Cook version of 
one of the songs, uh, I can't remember exactly what the name was, but it was, you know what, I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> I the, could tell that you were going to look it up when you started that sentence. You're like, I yeah. don't know what it is, but I need to know what it is. I need to know what it is. Lost But Never Alone. It's the A.G. Cook remix. Uh, A.G. Cook is fucking awesome. And, you know, it's yeah, Mad 10 Tricks Point Never is yeah. awesome. But we're, we're a fan of them as yeah. a podcast. And then my final honorable mention, 30 by Adele because yeah. man I this is one of those ones that I almost like I recently listened to a lot again mm-hmm. I mean the album's not super old or anything it's been out for like what right. a month at this point two months a month and a half I don't know but uh I was listening to it recently and actually cried wow. <laughs> like I, w- I don't know why because the first few times I listened to it, I didn't, and it's it's, it's all about where you are mentally. And yeah, I was, I was, uh, not I was, place. I was not in a great place mentally or emotionally. Dude, I feel and I, it. And I listened to this album, and I was just like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" It's like, is am, am I like eighteen again, listening to fucking twenty <laughs> one? <21? laughs> I, mean, I mean, she's thirty. You just turned twenty eight, so yeah, like you're not, you're not too far off of of her age so it's not unheard of to have have a similar kind of connection there you don't have yeah. to be 18 is what i'm getting at yeah yeah when i was yeah because i was 18 when 21 came out 21 was a big album i think 25 might still be my favorite adele album ever but uh wow. 30s a really good one but i i don't i wish i had the same connection to adele that you do uh i i do not dislike adele in the slightest i love adele she's great but I, I, I feel like Twenty One is is always going to be the one for me. Just because I mean, it's a really good album. Like, it's it's got a lot of like great songs on it, and not that the others don't. But I feel like Twenty Five didn't have the staying power, and then like Thirty, I just not, honestly, I just haven't given given a good shake to. I listened to it once, I think. Yeah, man. If Twenty Five didn't have All I Ask on it, maybe Twenty One would overtake it. But dude fucking all i ask is just such a good song <laughs> well, maybe all you all you ask is that i go and listen to, to mordell i'm gonna listen to everything yeah. on this album you're gonna or on this album on this episode you're gonna listen to everything on this episode presumably yes M- maybe not my honorable mentions but maybe you will yeah maybe you'll find time for them why not maybe i'll find time for yours what are we doing next week oh my god next week jeremy next week we're doing i i gotta pronounce it right nansamond I sure. think is how I pronounce it by Nathan Bowles. So okay, okay, yeah. Never, never heard of them. I have no idea what we're getting into, which is a fun surprise. I've I, I to would it once, say, by the way, I would say to once. start twenty twenty two off, but we've already released an episode in twenty twenty two. Yeah, my bad, guys. We, we fell behind because of sickness and whatever. So this is maybe less exciting for for you all, but I'm gonna breed it as the first. I mean, technically, it'll be the first album we record. Yeah. Notes, or record an episode four in 2022 so suck on that or i mean i guess this is technically but this isn't a, this isn't a full episode it doesn't matter you guys know what i'm getting at <laughs> next week nansamon by nathan bowles listen to it come back we're going to be discussing it seeing what i think about it seeing what joey thinks about it uh this is a totally new album well relatively new album for you right yeah i've listened to it once so, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep up the theme i think of maybe doing albums we haven't listened to as much or are less familiar with. But uh, yeah, let us know what your top fives were 
if you want to fight about our top fives, you can do that too in the yeah. comments. We'll fight back. I won't hold any punches. Although I'll, I'll say that your album picks are probably valid, even if I disagree with them, <laughs> which yeah. I'm very vocal about disagreeing with things like this. So it'll be fun to, to scream at each other over the internet if you like, or if you want to meet me outside, you know, come come find me in person. I'll beat you up. I won't be. I won't beat you up. I'm pretty weak. Well, yeah, but it was just a, a threat. I'm a small, no. weak man. If I tell people I'm going to beat them up, they're less likely to come, right? So, yeah, that, that was so it. that works. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on the internet. Stay in our feedback group. Goodbye.